What is up, Not So Pro Football Talk? It's only going to be me today, so if you're coming in, you're just going to be here with Vince the Prince. Let me go ahead and change this layout because I really do not like that at all. Just give me one second right now. Let's see. There we are. That's much better before. I don't like this at all. I'm just going to go ahead and put myself up here at the corner of the screen for now. Let me go ahead and edit this layout just a bit. There we go. I think I may have gotten it, boys. All right. So I'm going to be like this. Uh, I just want to talk about week one right now. So as I said, it's just going to be me. And we have a lot to talk about. Week one was a dumpster fire for offense in the first halves. Uh, the first eight games that were happening on Sunday, they were not good. I mean, when I tell you not good, I mean they were not good at all. Games that were happening on Sunday, they were not. But uh, we'll go ahead and go start off with some of the first games on here. So we got Tampa Bay versus Minnesota. I got the games pulled up right here. I just want to talk a little bit about it. If you have any comments on what happened in the game, go ahead and comment them down below. Uh, but for now, I'm just going to go to the games, see what, uh, talk about what I saw. But yeah, like I said, guys, this was not a good week of football, especially for the first eight games. So we'll talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Minnesota Vikings. So this one was a good game, in my opinion. Uh, Minnesota Vikings were not firing on all cylinders. Tampa Bay was chugging along little by little. Uh, had a little bit of the run game. Godwin and Evans were catching the ball sporadically from Baker Mayfield. But Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson were hot. So if you had Justin Jefferson on your fantasy, you loved him in the first half. That was probably only team or pretty much the only player who had a great first half in those first eight games. Uh, so I believe Justin Jefferson pretty much went for like I believe it was maybe seven catches for 167 yards, somewhere around that range. It was pretty wild to see. Uh, I thought he was possibly going to go for 200. But in the second half, he cooled down a lot, which is why the Minnesota Vikings lost 17-20 to 20 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that one, again, uh, not what we thought. But read the speed. Mr. Reed from here on NSP, he said it. He said Minnesota Vikings were going to fall short of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So. That's one point for Reed right there. And he, if he's watching, uh, he knows that he's got that one up on us for that game. <clears throat> but I'll go on. Another dumpster fire of a game, at least for one side of the ball. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Cleveland Browns. Oh, my geez. It was so bad. <laughs> Cincinnati Bengals could not get anything. Yes, it was rainy. Yes, Joe Burrow didn't have a lot of time behind that offensive line. But, I mean... You guys were pretty much a top-tier team last year. What happened? How did the Cleveland Browns just completely destroy the Cincinnati Bengals? Uh, it was I wasn't really watching this game too much because I saw the score, didn't think anything was going to happen of it. Um, I thought it was just a slow game because of the rain. But Cleveland just took this game away. Miles Garrett looking like the defensive player of the year at this point in time. Um Everybody's been saying it. Miles Garrett is a beast, and he's been a beast for the past few years. Uh, I just don't know how the Cincinnati Bengals could get anything going. The run game, I mean, I think Joe Mixon only had 54 or 56 yards the entire game. Joe Burrow, 
he had less than 100 yards, I believe, uh, the entire game. I don't even know. But it was pretty bad. I cannot say too much more about this game. It was just Cleveland romping on him. Uh, Joe Burrow could not get the ball out to any of his receivers. And Jamar Chase, ooh, he lost to some elves, didn't he? <laughs> so the the Browns were one of my teams that I think are very highly ranked uh, after this week one just because they beat the heck out of the, the Bengals. So they're one of the teams that I think are a top 10 team right now if the power rankings are going to be adjusted. Uh, precisely, I believe the Cleveland Browns should ta- uh, jump up either close to the top 10 or, you know, maybe even inside of it. But my prediction is it's probably going to be just outside the top 10, maybe at 12 or 13. Uh, Moving on, I mean, I didn't want to talk about this game, but this is the next game that I have listed here. It was another uh, game that I did not expect, and it was my Seattle Seahawks losing to the L.A. Rams. Uh, I did not think that the Rams were going to be able to run the ball like they did on us, Uh, but it seems like the Seattle defense is not – clicking anymore uh in the preseason it looked like we had one of the best units on paper uh, looked like in some of those games where some of our young core played they were outstanding against those uh second string players third string players but like the preseason always is it's just some smoke and mirrors every now and then so the la rams uh with kyron williams not cam Akers. so if you drafted cam Akers in your fantasy you were pretty disappointed but Kyron Williams was running all over us. Uh, so we got Brandon Rogers here. He says, what's up? What's up, Brandon? Nice to see you. And Israel Torres says, and Dallas. I'm going to talk about them later because they were the last game last night. So hold your horses on that. I'll get to them too. They are on the thumbnail today. So they are a team that's going to be highly ranked after this week. But moving on with this uh, LA Rams-Seattle game, a NFC west divisional game i did not expect la rams to beat us 30 to 13 even if they were going to beat us it wasn't going to be that bad in my opinion but it ended up being very bad so i have nothing more to talk about that maybe i'll make a video about it for the seattle seahawks edition here on nsp but we'll go ahead and see later on all right so i want to forget that game i want to move on to week two we have a a tough matchup against the lions in week two so we'll see how that goes down uh Next game here, Philadelphia Eagles versus New England Patriots. This one was another nail-biter for the Philadelphia Eagles. They're supposed to be one of the highest-ranked teams in the NFL, supposed to have a great, great defense, and they still shook out the win, winning 25-20 to against the New England Patriots. But it looked like Bill Belichick was really, really uh, getting Jalen Hurts and his boots a little bit shaky out there. So <clears throat> I just think this one was an, an overall well-played game. Um, maybe a little bit of weather played into factor, but the Philadelphia Eagles barely shook out the win. So if you had uh, Devontae Smith on your fantasy, you are pretty happy. So I got a question here. It says, will Garrett Wilson and Diggs combine for 40 to win my week? I think, well, in one of my fantasies, I need uh, Stefan Diggs to go ahead and get me at least 15 points. Uh, so if that happens, I will be happy because I will win in three out of four of my leagues. Uh, there's a one possibility where I might win in that last league, but it's a very, very, very small chance. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I believe that Garrett Wilson could go for some yardage, especially if Aaron Rodgers is clicking. If he's not, I think it's going to be a hard game for you to win uh, just because I don't think Diggs is going to have that type of night, maybe like Tyreek Hill did this past week. But we'll go ahead and see that later on. Uh, so we got Ask M. 
he says, what's up, Brandon? So it seems like people are friendly here in the chat. I love to see it. But yeah, going on with that Philadelphia and New England game, Kenneth Gainwell, the running back for the Eagles, who was supposed to be their third string, ended up being their top carrier. I believe he was carrying the ball 62% of their uh, targets, basically like ball sharing uh, for those running backs. Um, and it seemed like Gainwell is the guy to be right now. Swift is not their main workhorse. I don't know if that's by design, trying to keep uh, all their running backs healthy, because I know Rashad Penny was a healthy scratch. So I'm not too sure what the, the reason was for that. I did not look into it too much. But Kenneth Gainwell, he looks like he's the lead back there in the Eagles. So, I mean, it's hard to tell with the Eagles. They they run a three-headed monster, two-headed monster at running back position. So we'll have to see how that shakes out for fantasy purposes later on. But <clears throat> we have another question. Brandon Rogers. he says, I'm down by 10, and I have Josh Allen, and my opponent has Diggs. Do you think I got it? That's a tough one because every time Josh Allen throws to Diggs, if this is a PPR league, I mean, that's already a point for Diggs, and it's most likely going to be 0.25 for Josh Allen. If it's maybe like a 25-yard pass, that means Diggs is going to get 3.5 points, and Josh Allen will only get a measly 0.25. So unless Josh Allen doesn't throw any single touchdown to Diggs or he doesn't want to focus throwing at Diggs because they're covering him too well, I think that's the only way you win. So if Diggs is hot you're going to lose if Josh Allen is throwing to all his other receivers and tight ends, maybe even James Cook at the running back position, who is a great pass catcher. Um, maybe you can pull out the win. But Josh Allen has to probably go for three touchdowns, and none of those touchdowns can go to Diggs. He can probably get some yards to Diggs, but if Diggs goes for eight catches, 100 yards, I don't see you winning. <laughs> but that's just my opinion. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me there, guys. Uh, but we'll move on to the next game. My bad, guys. I'm a little under the weather after my trip to Chicago. No, I did not go see this game. But Chicago was taking out the Green Bay Packers. So Green Bay Packers had the biggest question mark at quarterback, right? They don't know if Jordan Love is going to be the third quarterback that could possibly be a Hall of Famer, but Reed says that he is, and after this week, I mean, I wouldn't disagree with him. He he was phenomenal. I think he did great against the Chicago defense, who is supposed to be one of the, <clears throat> I guess you could say, higher-rated defenses in the league on paper. So they have a good linebacker crew. They have some good safeties and cornerbacks. Nobody known by name like Jalen Rams or anything like that. I'm sorry, guys. Let me drink some water here. But, but yeah, Green Bay came out firing in all cylinders. Aaron Jones looked like he was possibly fighting to be a top five uh, running back in fantasy purposes. And I think he did. Uh, there were a few guys like Tony Pollard, um, like McCaffrey, who had a high amount of points. And I believe Aaron Jones was one of those guys who was creeping up there to get about 20 points. So. That's good for fantasy. But going back to Jordan Love, he did phenomenal. I think he probably was a top 10 quarterback this week as of the games that have been played. Josh Allen, of course, and uh, <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers can sneak up in there. But Green Bay did very well against Chicago. I believe they were 
beating them by three touchdowns throughout most of the entirety of the game. So we'll see how that works out. But <clears throat> we have a question here. <clears throat> ASM, he says, I have A.J. Dillon in one of my leagues. Do you think I should hang on to him? I do, because this week he could possibly play. Um, <clears throat> I know that Aaron Jones is uh, dealing with a possible mild hamstring pull. Uh, I'm not too sure if you saw his second touchdown while you were watching the game or if you were watching the game at all. But Aaron Jones looked like he pulled a little bit of a hammy. Not too sure if it's a mild strain or if it's a moderate strain. Didn't look like a high strain because he was able to walk. And he's able to get stretched out, stuff like that, without any grimacing. So it seems like it's going to be a mild strain to his hamstring. Maybe A.J. Dillon can benefit from this. But, I mean, from what Reed said, because I didn't watch the full game, A.J. Dillon did not look too highly rated on his running back skill. And Reed is very picky about his running backs. Uh, so A.J. Dillon is probably someone good to hold on to, especially if Aaron Jones cannot stay healthy the entire year. Uh, he is a good <clears throat> handcuff, but don't think he's the best handcuff. So if you have any possibilities of getting some other guys like Gainwell, uh, possibly they can keep uh, keep up with the production that they have. Uh, but there's a lot of guys out there that I think are better than A.J. Dillon at this point. <clears throat> but good question. Uh, A.J. Dillon could possibly be getting a lot of work next week. So after next week, I'm not too sure. We'll see how that goes, shakes out. But other than that, we're going to go ahead and go to the next game that I have right here on my schedule. It's going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Indianapolis Colts. The first thing I want to say is Anthony Richardson. What? a game you had you were outright the best rookie quarterback that played this week uh you had the best qbr you had the best showcase out of uh those first round quarterbacks that were taken <clears throat> so kudos to you and you did it against a really really good defense in the jaguars jaguars have a lot of guys on the d-line that could possibly uh disrupt him but anthony richardson was calm and collected in the pocket <laughs> He was finding receivers like Pittman, Alec Pierce, his tight ends, his running backs. <clears throat> I mean, he did great. I definitely think that Indianapolis found a gem in Anthony Richardson, and we had said that a few times here on the podcast. And not me specifically, but AJ and Reed were saying that he could be possibly the best quarterback to come out of this draft. And so far, he's been kind of showing it. So I think he did good this week, even though that they lost. But talking about the winners now, Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, they did good. I like the way they were running the ball, spreading the ball out. And they had one stud, and no, he was not gambling. He wasn't gambling. Uh, but let me go ahead and search up their roster here. I don't want to forget anybody's names. <clears throat> but the Jaguars did great. I want to highlight some of their defensive guys as well. That's why I want to pull up their stuff here. Uh, but first, I'll talk about their offense. So Trevor Lawrence did great. Travis Etienne, of course, did great. Tank Bigsby at the running back position, I did not like too much. Uh, Christian Kirk, I didn't like too much either. Zay Jones had a few catches in there. And Evan Ingram did great at the tight end position. Uh, but <clears throat> the guy on the offensive side that did great, he didn't gamble this, this week. So he finally got to play, and that's Calvin Ridley. I think Calvin Ridley played really great. Uh, he had a lot of momentum coming in to the season, a lot of hype, and he showed up for it. <clears throat> so kudos to this guy. He did great. 
But let's go to that defense. The defense is really what I want to talk about because they were the ones that were putting a lot of pressure on Anthony Richardson in the fourth quarter. So guys like Josh Allen, uh, they those guys are getting a lot of pressure on him. Um, Sorry, guys. My throat is killing me. But Tyson Campbell, uh, guys like Andre Sisco were putting some hits on some of these wide receivers throughout the game. So the defense did good. They held their own. <clears throat> they held the Indianapolis Colts to three touchdowns, uh, beating them 31-21. and And at the end of the game, they looked like they possibly hurt Anthony Richardson. I was pretty uh, sad about that. I thought maybe this would have ended his season, but he got up under his own power, so that's the best thing possible. But, yeah, Jacksonville takes the dub here, Indianapolis. Uh, better luck next time, but you guys possibly have – a QB for the future. So that's great. So we got my arch nemesis here, Kyrie. Condonis. <clears throat> hey, Kyrie, did you win uh, week one in fantasy? Because uh, I did. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, what's up, Kyrie? Always good to see you. He says, ew, Vince. Yeah, man, it's only me. And right now my throat is killing me. Uh, <clears throat> a little bit sick. So bear with me, man. Put some comments down. We love when you comment here, even if it is a little bit of trolling. <laughs> but moving on to the next game, just like AJ said, this game was the lock game of the week. San Francisco 49ers over the Pittsburgh Steelers, 30-7. to And I believe that touchdown was a uh, trash time touchdown, you know? I feel like there was one drive where San Francisco 49ers were like, hey, we're winning this game. I guess if they get one touchdown, it's cool. doesn't matter. But <clears throat> Kyrie says, I'm 7-1 in my eight leagues. I don't know, man. I only I only have you in two leagues. So right now you're one of two. It's a pretty bad start to me, but we'll see. But 7-1 is good, so that's awesome. Congratulations. Hopefully in that one league, you can get a little bit better, all right? And uh, ZombieK98 says, hi, what's up, zombie? How you doing today? But yeah, not too much to unpack on this game. San Francisco versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, San Francisco just demolished uh, Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris, Warren. I mean, anybody on the team couldn't get anything going. It was not a good showing for them. But San Francisco is San Francisco. That defense is the number one defense in the league. So, I mean, uh, it is what it is. Good job, San Francisco. You guys are at the top of the division right now. And you guys are looking like the team that could win it all. Uh, we'll see how the, the season shakes out because I don't think there were any injuries this week for the San Francisco 49ers, but <clears throat> let's hope it stays like that for AJ's sake as well as you 49ers fans out there. But Kyrie says, stop it. No, Kyrie, I won't stop. <laughs> and he says, you know we play week two, right? Um, Yeah, I know we do play week two. So that's why I'm saying hopefully you can get better because the way you played this past week, I don't know how that's going to shake out. But it was a, a bad week for week one in fantasy for a lot of players, a lot of teams. Uh, so hopefully it gets better, and hopefully we can all get better in week two. But stay tuned for NSP Fantasy Talk tomorrow because we will give you guys the tips on who to pick up on waivers, who to sit, who to start, all that jazz. Uh, but moving on to the next game. This game is a highly rated game in my opinion. <coughs> Miami Dolphins versus the LA Chargers. Wow, wow, wow. 
I had this game on when my Seahawks were not playing very well. I switched over to this game because this game was very, very good. Of course, I had my Seahawks game on the phone, but I had that thing muted because I was very mad. But Miami, wow. Tua, wow. Tua shut down all the haters. People were saying they don't know if he's going to play well because of his concussions. Uh, They said as long as he's on the field, maybe he can help his team win and hopefully shake into the playoffs. But from what it looked like today against the Chargers, or I'm sorry, on Sunday, yesterday, against the Chargers, that offense is firing on all cylinders. And when I say that offense, I mean Tyreek Hill. (laughs) Tyreek Hill had a game with 200-plus yards, two touchdowns, an amazing night. He was the top contributor this week on fantasy. I don't care if you were PPR or not. This guy was going off. 200 yards and two touchdowns, that gets you a lot of points, even if you're not a uh, PPR league. So Miami did great. The only thing, (laughs) AJ, uh, he's calling you out right now. If you're watching, I want you to comment back to him. Uh, Pete DeLapena says, AJ laughed at me for drafting Tua. And yeah, man, Tua, 400 yards. I think he had, what? four or five touchdowns. I, I think it was four because if he had five touchdowns, I think I would have known that. But I think it's four touchdowns, 400 yards, a great QBR. And I mean, I don't think he took too many hits back there. I don't think they sacked him too many times at all. But uh, Pete, you are correct. Tua is a game changer. Hopefully he can keep it up, especially against tougher defenses because the LA Chargers, they could not corral any of those wide receivers. Keenan or... Um, Kenan Allen got his on the other side of the ball, too, but he could not keep up with Tyreek Hill and what Tua were doing. So kudos to you. I think you did week, win week one, uh, even though you are projected not to. But, yeah, man, great, great week. But, yeah, back to it, Miami versus L.A. Uh, Justin Herbert didn't have too bad of a game either, but I think he did have some, <clears throat> some turnovers. I think he had a fumble and an interception. Uh, I don't have their stats pulled up, but from what I remember, uh, that's what really changes the game. same thing for Austin Eckler. I mean, he did great, uh, but it was not enough. Uh, The final score for this game was Miami 36, LA Chargers 34. It was a great game. It was down to the wire. It seemed like uh, Miami was not going to pull it off, but then they ended up getting that perfect score to Tyreek Hill at the end of the game. It was pretty awesome. Uh, That was probably my favorite, most favorite game of the week this week. That was high, high scoring offenses. Uh, defenses were struggling a little bit, but everybody loves when there's multiple, multiple points, multiple touchdowns in each quarter. So it was really awesome to watch. One of the most shakiest games is with the one I'm going to talk about right now. <coughs> the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Denver Broncos. The score was <coughs> 17 to 16 in favor of the Las Vegas Raiders. So if you chose the Raiders to win by the spread, you didn't get the spread. Uh, Or you might have, because I think Denver was uh, rated to win here. I'm not 100% sure. Check our video. Maybe I'm wrong. But, I mean, 17-16 to wasn't a convincing win to me. Las Vegas Raiders looked a little shaky. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo did get out on the first drive very, very early on. Uh, for a concussion protocol. Uh, it seemed that he didn't have it because he was back in the game later on. <clears throat> but Russell Wilson looked decent in the first half. Uh, I'm glad that he's finally playing a little bit better. 
just because you know never want to see the downfall of your your past quarterback even if the relationship there was not great but yeah Russell Wilson played well in the first half but not well enough to get the dub you know uh so Denver Broncos will go 0-1 again for the second time uh with Russell Wilson as their quarterback uh not a good look but hopefully next week they can go ahead and turn the corner maybe get a little win there maybe just sneak into the playoffs this year but I believe Las Vegas was the only team in that division to catch a win here. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders went ahead and lost. Uh, so, I mean, sorry, Kansas City Chiefs went ahead and lost. So that that's not looking good for them. But, I mean, it was, it was a, a shaky game throughout. I really didn't like this game. Uh, but, yeah, let me go ahead and go back over here. Next game I want to talk about is, Pete, you're still here. Uh, Israel, if you're still here, this was the worst Monday night football, or sorry, Sunday night football game to air for week one. I think I didn't even watch past uh, midway of the second quarter. I believe it was 26 to zero. Uh, it, this was not a game to watch on Sunday night football, especially for the first week of NFL being back uh, for the regular season. So Dallas wins 40 to zero. Daniel Jones, disgusting. You just got paid $160 million, uh over the next four years, I believe, three or four years. Uh, but that was disgusting. I hated the way he played the entire game. Didn't get any better. The only, I guess, little, little bit of respect I have for him is that he stayed in the entire game and tried to help his team get out of the hole. But um, it was raining extremely hard. Looks like it might rain extremely hard again there at MetLife um, for the Jets game <clears throat> versus the Bills, but we'll go ahead and see how that shakes out. I know earlier there was a um, a delay, so hopefully there there's nothing bad going to happen there. Hopefully no tornadoes are going to happen uh, just because they had a shelter-in-place, uh, I guess, um, protocol that they had to do because of the weather and it's the severity right there so hopefully the game doesn't get too late delayed too long hopefully nobody gets uh <clears throat> hurt or anything like that hopefully everything is good and then we can watch uh football on the first week of monday night football so uh pray for good weather uh pray for the health of everybody there and hopefully we can watch the game on time this week uh but yeah dallas versus the new york giants horrible 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 dallas looks very good though uh, I don't think Dak had anything to do with it because he really couldn't do anything. Uh, I think he had like maybe a hundred something yards passing. Um, I think Tony Pollard was the the highlight of this game just because they were running the ball most of the time. And Deuce Vaughn got out there, he got some yards here and there. He looked decent. <clears throat> I will agree with Reed though; he looks very tiny running out there. It's a little bit worse than Kyler Murray running out there too. <clears throat> but it seems like. Uh, the Cowboys have a good team. Uh, defense was looking good. Uh, but I think it was most attributed to the weather. I will give Dallas their credit that the defense played extremely well, not letting the New York Giants get any points at all, making so many turnovers, uh, blocking, I believe it was a kick or a punt. And, I mean, they, they did everything. Defense played well. They had a lot of good plays on defense. Uh, but also, it was... Uh, Mostly due to the weather. So if it's a drier game, I don't think there's that many turnovers, like those fumbles that happen, maybe those kicks. Uh, the kick block wouldn't have happened either. But 
uh, kudos to the Cowboys. They played very well. Pete Delapena, who is a Cowboys fan here, says, <clears throat> offense didn't do much, but no turnovers. I'll take it. Yeah, if you can uh, have no turnovers on offense and your defense scores touchdowns, uh, you're definitely going to win, uh, especially when you have the other team put up a goose egg. So uh, that was pretty cool to see. If you're a Saquon Barkley owner in fantasy, you did not like that game. If you somehow have Daniel Jones as your starter in fantasy, uh, you definitely didn't like that game either. <clears throat> but maybe for those of you who had Darren Waller, you expected a little bit more, but at least he got some points on the board. But yeah, it wasn't a good showing up for the New York Giants. Uh, not even for the Cowboys offense either. The only guy that really got points was Tony Pollard. Maybe CeeDee Lamb did well, uh, but not as well as you would have expected because you expected the Dallas offense to be on the field a little bit longer. But yeah, Pete, you're right. Offense didn't do much, but they didn't have to. <clears throat> but those are the games that I want to talk about today. Uh, it was a good week of football, guys. I mean, we can't ask for much better. There are a lot more games out there that I did not talk about, but it's a good week of football overall. I mean, one of the games that I really, really liked and was not expecting was that Cleveland game against Cincinnati Bengals. It's it's wild to see Joe Burrow get shut down like that. Another one that I really, really liked was from my favorite was Miami versus LA Chargers. But yeah. But other than that, guys, I just want to talk about some news that's been happening. Uh, talk about some injuries for fantasy purposes as well as for teams uh, who are just lost big stars on their team. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, for first, first off. Horrible, horrible. This guy seems like he cannot stay on the field, and I feel so bad for him. The Baltimore Ravens lost their starting running back. J.K. Dobbins again early on in the season. Now they have to rely on Justice Hill as well as uh, Gus Edwards at their running back position. So look for them to sign someone. Maybe even Kareem Hunt will travel over across the division to the Baltimore Ravens and Possibly he'll match up again with, against the Browns, who did not sign him this past offseason or into the season here. So uh, <clears throat> look for some some moves for the Baltimore Ravens to pick up a running back uh, in the next few weeks, if not uh, this week. So we'll see what happens. But someone who's not so much a star on the team, but the Browns lost Tyler Conklin uh, at tight end position. I always hate seeing tight ends get hurt. Just because they're so scarce in this league to find some good ones. I like Tyler Conklin when he was with the Jets. Um, he played very well. But sad for him, he tore his ACL, so he is out for the season. Uh, moving on to another injury, Broncos safety, Caden Stearns, uh, tore his patellar tendon. Uh, so he's out for the season as well. There were a few more injuries around the league. I talked about Aaron Jones and his hamstring injury. Uh, there are a few other guys, Tyler Lockett. Uh, was out with a concussion this past week for the Seattle Seahawks, which I also think played into factor to why we lost, but it wasn't the main reason. It's mostly on defense side. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of guys that got hurt. <clears throat> hopefully all of them are not too serious, and hopefully all of them can come back besides the guys that I just talked about. Um, last thing that I want to talk about is Chris Jones. I feel like this is staged for the Kansas City Chiefs. Because Chris Jones, after all that talk about wanting a deal, a long-term deal with a lot of money implications in there, he comes back on the same contract that he's on. He doesn't even get his contract extended. He's playing this year on incentives. 
How big are those incentives? I do not know. <clears throat> has not come out in, uh, due to my knowledge. Uh, if you are watching and it has come out, comment them down below uh, because I haven't seen anything that came out yet since I've been live. But I could be wrong. Could be something out there that shows what he's going to get on incentives. But I don't know. I, I feel like it's staged, you know. Travis Kelsey out week one. Chris Jones not playing week one. He's there at the stadium <clears throat> watching the game. Uh, and now he's going to come back on no extension. Incentives possibly way less than he would have gotten if he um, signed somewhere else, if he was asking for a trade or anything like that. Or he could just play this year out on what he had and, you know, not signed and probably would have gotten a contract after how he played this year. But <clears throat> the way that he was holding out, I don't think a lot of teams like that because a lot of teams don't want to pay big money for older guys, especially uh, someone like Chris Jones, who, you know, one injury away from never playing again, uh, one bad season from never getting picked up, maybe as a reserve, but. This was his last chance to get a big contract, and hopefully he plays good this year because if he doesn't, I don't think he's going to get a big contract, and I think it'll be one of the biggest mistakes that he's made. But I think what got to him is that, you know, losing millions and millions of dollars by not playing these games. So I think that's what got to him. <clears throat> but yeah, Chris Jones... It's going to play next week. Travis Kelsey, most likely going to play next week for the Kansas City Chiefs. They lost this week to the Lions. I know I didn't talk about that game, but <clears throat> it was the game that happened on Thursday. It is what it is. Uh, Lions get the one-point victory over the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I think it's a little bit staged. Maybe there is a script. Uh, for those of you that think there is a script, you know this is evidence to say that this is how the Kansas City Chiefs are throwing off people and they're going to come back and they're going to play and they're going to ball out uh so travis uh kelsey going to help out patrick mahomes a lot chris jones is going to help out that defense who didn't play too bad this past week against the lions but they could have used a big body like chris jones to help factor in and uh stopping jared goff stopping the run game there for the lions with montgomery um and i mean gibbs didn't play too much but could have also stopped some of the plays that Gibbs made. But yeah, so Kansas City Chiefs looks like they're going to be a stellar uh, week two performer. We'll see about that. <clears throat> but in week one, as you can see on the thumbnail here, I had the Browns, the Little Elves, <laughs> uh, San Francisco 49ers, the Detroit Lions, who I think played very, very well. The um, not the Kansas City Chiefs, the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, as well as the Miami Dolphins. I think those guys are going to jump up in the ranks on these next uh, power rankings. Not that these power rankings mean anything, but it's just the guys who are the teams that have played very well in this week one of the NFL season. So strong starts for those teams. Other teams, if they won, um, they played decently well, just enough to get the win. Uh, Honorable mention on there is probably the Rams. They were looking well-oiled. But I also think it played into factor that Seahawks' defense did not play up to par. As well as the Seahawks' defense not playing up to par as well because they were off the field three and outs the entire second half. I mean, I think we ended the second half with about less than 10 yards. Uh, so 
was not totally on the defense, but was not totally on the offense either because both played bad. <clears throat> but yeah, talking about this game that's going to happen hopefully soon uh, due to these weather delays, uh, the Buffalo Bills versus the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers suiting up for the first time for the regular season for the New York Jets. How will he do? Comment down below. Send us a DM. Get on the Discord. Tell us how Aaron Rodgers will do or if Josh Allen and the Bills are just going to steamroll the Jets. Were the Jets on hard knocks just for a little bit of hype reasons, just because Aaron Rodgers, Ash Gardner, you know, uh, big money out there in New York? Or are the Jets the real deal? Let me know. <laughs> but AJ hopped on here. He says Pete wants the smoke. Ooh, Pete. I think you guys should hash it out here or in the Discord. I would love to see what y'all got to say. Uh, but, yeah, welcome, AJ. Always nice to see you. Hopefully the day's going well. Hopefully the honey is getting pampered for her birthday. Uh, but, yeah, guys, what do y'all think about this game? What do you think is going to happen? Buffalo Bills versus the New York Jets. Are the Jets something to worry about in the NFL, or are they just a fluke, and that's why they were on hard knocks? Can Aaron Rodgers help out the New York Jets like they think they can? Or is he just still a declining quarterback like he was with the Packers? Um, but, yeah, I think Buffalo wins this game. Uh, I don't have Reed or AJ here to tell me otherwise, so I'm going with Buffalo. That's NSP's pick here. Uh, if AJ has anything to say about it, he can say it down in the comments. But <clears throat> that's going to be all for this Monday Night Live. Thank you guys for showing up. Thank you guys for showing love to NSP. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button if you are new here, if you're watching right now or we're live, or if you're watching after. Uh, AJ has a comment here. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> AJ Alvarado says, Jets is like piss warm pool water like the Bengals this past Sunday. Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the Jets will be... Uh, will be decent, but they're not going to be able to compete with the Buffalo Bills unless the Buffalo Bills totally destroy themselves. Uh, I think the Bills have a great defense. I think they have a great offense. Um, Jets have a decent offense. They still have some guys who are possibly not the right fit are probably not acclimated to playing here for the Jets. And then that defense is, still has something to prove. They have a great D-line, but can they hold off? the wide receivers from Buffalo for the entire game. That's what I think is going to uh, be their downfall. But uh, like I said, guys, subscribe here. Go ahead and hit that follow button on our TikTok. Um, go ahead and follow us on Facebook. We're trying to grow on all platforms. Uh, so if you are new here or you've got some friends who really like to talk about football, really love to talk about fantasy, or who are big betters, uh, go ahead and <clears throat> comment down below. Uh send us your stuff join our discord um but yeah so we are sponsored by bet us as well if you guys love betting so uh, we are partnering with bet us use our link in the description on our youtube to make your first deposit and bet with nsp uh, you must be 18 years or older to play and please bet responsibly so other than that guys unless you guys have any last minute comments that is all i have for you today Thank you again for joining with NSP, and as always, 
as AJ says, as Reed says, as I say, uh, keep on grinding, my guys. Latest.